Good morning. I am coming to you from my office. I am super excited about this podcast. So we are hearing from Lindsay Nelson, who is a hairstylist extraordinaire um, and also teaches um, pound class. So I met her at the gym movement, which we heard from Jada, who is one of the owners of there. Um, I met her teaching pound classes and she is just one of those people that when I sit in her chair, I feel so good about everything that she offers. We have all the conversations and she's just a really kind of like grounding energy, which is, I mean that in the best possible way. So she is absolutely and utterly amazing. Um, so I'm excited for you to hear from her and the conversation that we had today on the podcast. Enjoy Thin Fat Line. Welcome to Thin Fat Line, the podcast that explores the line between loving yourself just as you are and the unhealthy and toxic things we do and say, sometimes in the name of health. Hosted by Whitney Andrews, a girl who has been coming to terms with her own journey of health and self-love for as long as she can remember. Warning, the following conversations may be triggering and may discuss sensitive topics. Please move forward as you feel comfortable. The goal of this podcast is to create a conversation and community of support and understanding. Welcome to Thin Fat Line. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thin Fat Line. I am excited to be here. Um, I am sitting across from Lindsay Nelson, who's my therapist, the best one. But, um, you know, I've had a lot because I used to jump. I couldn't commit. I had commitment issues. It happens. And I, I didn't have a problem committing to box dyes, but no longer you have reformed me. That's right. But before we get started, I want to make sure if you are not subscribed to our podcast, make sure you hit subscribe wherever you are listening. If you're not following us on Facebook, you can find us at Thin Fat Line on Instagram at Thin Fat Line, or you can follow me on TikTok for all your entertainment needs <laughs> at Wit Talk Andrus. Or on Instagram at Wit Andrus. So without further ado, welcome to Thin Fat Line, the podcast where we have conversations about where the line is between the things we do in the name of health that really serve us and the things that we do in the name of health that are really toxic for us and everything that happens in between. So welcome, Lindsay. Thank you. For those of you that have never had the pleasure to meet Miss Lindsay Nelson, she is an independent hairstylist in Denham Springs, but she is so much more. So when she sent me that as her entire bio, I was like, oh, fucking this, please. Um, she's a wife. You're like a mom yes. to two. Yes. A super motivator. Even though Jada and I were talking about like motivation is like, she's like, I'm not a good motivator. You know how she says that. You know Jada too. That's a lie. She's a very good motivator. She is. But you're like, so <laughs> I met you through pound at the gym that's right and you taught the pound classes and i have zero rhythm you have good rhythm i have zero rhythm and when i say zero rhythm like i would feel like Lindsay will like do pound and she'll kind of like look at people and i would be like oh my god she's gonna look at me and be like whitney where are you like (laughs) come back to us but it was so much fun but um and then i started going to you for my hair and i've just watched you I don't know. It's just from a business perspective, I feel like whenever I sit in the chair, we talk about everything from like the kids because we both have a teenager and we both have a younger one. Yours are a little older than mine. But we talk about that. We talk about all the normal things. and We talk about the gym and health. But then we start talking about business inevitably like it's encapsulated. And so it's been really fun to watch 
you incorporate things and I think level up your industry as a whole. I know you don't feel like you've done that, but I think. No, I don't like to talk about myself a whole lot, but I do think I've grown so much and teaching for Jada at Movement has definitely helped help me in my own business. Well, it's it's been fun to watch you like grow. So like it, even simple things like you've created the little email, like welcome email. And it's like this whole packet. And it's like, what to expect when you come in? And like, you have the whole snack bar now and like a water container. It's just, it's fun. And it's, you've created a environment for people far beyond getting your hair did. That it makes me want to come more than once every six months. I don't. (laughs) Because it's not just a hair appointment with you and me. No. It is like, just like a session yes. of venting or a session of like, hey, I'm doing right. this or let's talk about this. It's just more like girlfriends talking. Yes. Kind of how it should be, you know, Absolutely. especially when you, like you and connect not with like, somebody. Yes. And so you've created a really amazing thing. So I just feel like when you're like independent hairstylist in Denim Springs, it was like way to sell yourself short, Lindsay. Like, that's great. But you're so much more. But I think it's just fun. And I have to tell the story. And you may be like, you're going to need to cut this story. And I will. But I didn't know you. And you were teaching pounds. And, you know, once you're friends with one person on Facebook and you have mutual friends, they'll be like, suggest this person. I was like, suggested you. And I clicked on your page. And the first thing that popped up was your husband wrote this whole thing about, like, I just have to brag on my wife. Like, she's really into dance. And now she's, like, turned it into teaching pounds. And so she's having fun and, like, really motivating these people. And it was just, like, the sweetest thing in the world. And I was like, okay, well, maybe she's a normal human. I could be friends with her. Because I try not to friend request people who don't seem normal. <laughs> but whatever normal is, my normal. But anyways, it was just really sweet and it was fun. So I guess starting that off, I would love to know kind of, um, I guess, tell me about yourself. Like, how did you get into all of it? And then, like, how did you get into, like, teaching pounds and kind of having fun with that and stuff? Because I think a lot of people are like, how do I turn what I love doing and have fun doing into something that I can do for other people, you know, serve other people. Okay. Well, so go talk about yourself. So let's see. My name is Lindsay. I'm from Baton Rouge. I went to high school in Baton Rouge. It's no longer there. It's Redemptorist. And I danced for about 18 years. So I danced from like, I don't know, three all the way into high school. And I went to college in Lafayette and I danced for a pro arena football team there. So I would like to say I went from like, I don't know, 19, 20 years of dancing had my oldest at 20. So, you know, my life kind of stopped. I was not like a college bound kid. I was now a single mom. So all my pastimes and my passions kind of put, got put on the back burner. Not that like my life stopped, but you know, as a mom, you just kind of put everything that you were doing just on pause for a little while. Um, It's a season. Totally. So uh, then there's my daughter. Five years later, I got, get married. And then I have my son, another five years later. So they're 10 years apart, 19 and nine. Uh, We moved out to Denham in 2016 before the flood. We live out in Watson. We didn't flood or anything like that. But while I was in Watson, I would pass this gym called Movement. And I think I was interested initially in jujitsu for my youngest. I start talking to them in messenger and this you know this cute little girl jada she's like well we have women's fitness if you're interested in that and i was like ah yep not yet not yet well that time did come and i started going to movement i got introduced to pound and if for those who don't know what pound is pound is what they call a rock out workout you have these green drumsticks they're called ripsticks 
and they're lightly weighted and we bang them on the ground, we bang them in the air, we just have a really good sweat session and it's kind of like anger management in a way, you know, you get to beat the hell out of the floor or the sticks and you just feel like an awesome rock star after you're done. It's to great music anywhere from techno to country to rock to hard rock to alternative, a little bit of hip hop in there as well. I just felt that that was who I was. That was who I was when I was was dancing for all those years. And I think it just allowed me to be who I, deep down who I really was. Right. And then I think it, I was just so authentically me, that energy with Pound and with the gym, I think that just kind of attracted people in a, in a normal way. It wasn't like, oh, I want to that the word normal. Yeah. We've established that you're normal. <laughs> well, you know. So that's kind of how I started teaching. And I think I asked the owner, I love this class. How do I teach this class? And she's like, girl, just teach it. So I got trained with Pound, and now you're called a Pound Pro. And um, Pound's, whole, Pound's whole thing is community over competition. Right. So Which we're, we're all friends. Right. So we're all friends. We're all on different fitness levels, it's pound any age, any stage. So you can be a teenager or you can be a young kid or you can be, you know, in your 80s, 90s still doing pound. You can do pound from a wheelchair. You can do pound sitting down. You can do pound when you're pregnant. It's just your ability to work out how you want to at any intensity you want to. And I feel that that's why I loved it so much is because I just, found anybody could do it and you right. kind of just rock out however hard or however soft you want to. Right. Absolutely. And I think that goes back to, you know, and we, we didn't really do this and I'm going to ask you that soon is like one of the reasons that I was so interested in having you on here is because in one episode I talked about like the wellness wheel and how health is something that like it has to be balanced all over. And I like really look at you and you've created, I, I don't like the word balance. I like harmony because I feel like everything can't be balanced at once. You know, like there are ebbs yeah. and flows to everything. But whatever it is, um, you've really managed to watch you kind of like over the years and kind of, you know, work alongside you in so many different capacities, kind of find this like cool harmony with like your vacations and like going out. And I remember one time you canceled pound cause you're like, I like flew off a four wheeler or something, you know, like, that's just you true. know, and, um, and then it's like with the kids and like in motherhood and then with the actual, where we tend to think about health in the gym and the, that, but also in your business and stuff. And so we've talked about everything and you volunteer with the church or you did. I'm like, I don't want to like call no, you I out. Still do. You still do like you're there. And so it's just kind of, I look at you as somebody that's kind of like found this like cool harmony whether you feel like it or not. Yeah, I do not feel that way. <laughs> but thank you. With with like this this overall wellness, but I think also what Pound really does and I think is something that's really important is it's just like just have fun and celebrate and kind of That's exactly right. For me, honor for fitness, your body. Yeah. For fitness, I think you group fitness is a love of mine. I've done go to the gym where I have all these intimidating weights and machines and I don't really know what to do, don't know how many reps, don't know what weight. And then you go into group fitness and it's a community, it's a vibe, it's a culture. Mm -hmm. And that is why I loved going to movement. You know, no matter what the class was, I felt that I could be consistent. I had fun while I was there. And if you're having fun and it's not like working out and like running a marathon, because no, I've done that before. And that was the hardest thing ever. You've run a marathon? Well, I'll make you correct myself. A half marathon. 
that's still well, just like half a commendable. Half I can't even run a mile. I'm sitting here like, who wants to run a mile with my youngest because it ain't me? Like, no. um, so yeah, I've done all that. You know, run it on a treadmill type fun type of quote fun. Group fitness is on a different level. Well, I think it's also like humans are pack animals pack well we're destined to do life together not tribe you know like and so um i think so many times it's that's why like i will work out at home like i will get on the spin bike but i'm sitting here like who wants to come like i have to get back into something at least once a week because i can't do this journey just alone in my house like more power to people who can and people who are like oh i'm gonna get on this virtual with all these virtual i'm like yeah that's for the birds no i need to have the energy I need like in the same room with you right. to where we'll encourage each other. And it's not competition. Right. It is doing better than what you did the last time we were together. Always in comp, not competition, always trying to better than your best. So right. I feel like group fitness does that for me, which is so much about how other things are, you know, having a healthy business, having a healthy family. It's kind of, I think that's been a hard thing for me too is, um, okay. So I'm about to call it my family dynamic. Um, you know, when I grew up, it was, my mom was a single mom and it was me, her and my brother and there wasn't a giant family. And then I married my husband and he has a very like tight knit, like we talk about it all the time. And that was a hard kind of, I think for both of us, me kind of like, okay, but leaving cleave over here, but also kind of like honoring that culture and that tradition of like, this is the family and like you're a part of it now and kind of like really loving that. And I think you see that. And I think you have to create that in the home and in the business and making sure that, you know, I know you've been with me since the beginning of even my business. Mm -hmm. And like, that was the whole point of like, find your flock is like independent contractors, small business owners, all these people, we are healthier as a business. If we are working together and we are spitballing what I call fish bowling, like you throw all the ideas in the bowl and like, hey, let me run this by you. And even to this day, like I was building out the website for this podcast, you know, and trying to kind of make it. And Ben's like, my husband for those, well, I guess y'all met him now, um, was like, ooh, are those clickable? And it was like, you need other people to kind of see stuff and bounce stuff off in all aspects of your life. Yeah, so they can point out, point out your blind spots. But, you know, when you're in the thick of it, you need somebody else looking down like, like an airplane reference to you but like looking down a different perspective for those that don't know who she looked at my husband's in the corner over there um so yeah I, I definitely think like my personal opinion is that the healthiest people are people who have people in their life to point out their blind spots to Just kind of like always lift them up to kind of be there you know because you just can't always be standing up straight you need people who are like when they see you leaning kind of like a yeah, I feel like my husband is super, and Jay is my husband, super supportive. I mean, that post that you were talking about right. a couple minutes ago, that Sticks was around our me. anniversary. And I remember <laughs> the two pictures that he put up, and I was like, why would you put that picture? And he's like, because it's you. I think it's a picture of me at Home Depot holding a skeleton up for Halloween going, oh, look. But no, he has been a very supportive individual look, with do ever, my... Do you ever look at pictures on your spouse's phone and go, really, this this is the picture you took of me? Yesterday we were making like divinity with Ben's grandmother and he's like, make that face again. And I'm pretty sure I'm like this, like, I'm like, I looked at it on my phone. I was like, why? I mean, I didn't delete it. Cause I was grateful. Like I'm grateful that they take the pictures and they like, but I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, but it's always funny, but that's a whole segue. That's a whole rabbit hole that I won't go down. But anyway, so I just think you're so fun. So 
I ask every person this. We've kind of roundabout, I think, talked about it. But, like, how would you define health? It doesn't so. just across the board. Just go, girl. I'm here for it. So health for me, oh, we talk about mental health. We're talking about physical health. Cause you I can feel talk about they, all the health. Because I feel that they kind of go together. Me too. But yeah, no, all the health. So it's not just, to me, health is not a singular aspect. And I think that's kind of the point of the podcast is we get so caught up in health being a physical thing mm-hmm. when it's such a multifaceted thing Yeah, for me. And it may not be for you, but. No, it's true. For me, if my mental health isn't balanced, is it in check, it affects my physical health completely. If I don't make time for myself, then I can't release any of these stressors. And then I just feel overwhelmed, tired all the time. And I just feel, I don't know, blah. Blah is a good word. I was legit that sometimes that's like the only way I was telling somebody when I had COVID it was my first introduction into like, and I am not downplaying like depression or anything like that, but it was my first indication of like, I didn't want to get up off the couch. Like I wanted to, and I knew I should, and I knew I might feel better if I moved around, but it was like my body's way of being like, no, you wouldn't, you need a rest so I can like fight this off. But I told somebody it was like, it was like scary to me. Cause it reminded me of like, I felt that way before of being very blah, like, and just like, I'm just going to sit here going to be great you know when you had the illness or when when we were in quarantine no when I had COVID when I was in quarantine I think because when I was in quarantine I didn't feel that like other people did like the loneliness was real for other people that was me but this is the kicker I was used to living my life to where half the time my husband was home because he's a pilot and half the time he wasn't so when we were in quarantine that was the first time in five years that we had been in the same house for, I mean, it was six, seven weeks, girl. No, (laughs) for us it was. was. Well, I'm talking about the quarantine, like when we were all shut down in March. Yeah. Stay at home. So how long you were home for like eight or nine months. I'm just going to look over there and confirm. Yeah. So like, because everything was like up and well, he could, it was, that was a whole like kind of perfect storm of stuff in. And when I say perfect storm, I don't mean perfect storm. Like it destroyed everything. Like it was just, a lot of things going on. A lot of things going on. And so he was able to be home. So, like, we relished in it. Like, we took spur of the moment. That's when we went on our cave adventure to Tennessee. And yeah, we did a lot of camping and then, too. That's that's what yeah. spawned my, in two years, I'm going to go, like, move to Chattanooga. Like, I mean, so I didn't, I definitely had a different experience than I think the whole But I saw how many people, like my brother lives out in California, lives by himself, works for a university that was shut down, you know, to all virtual. And you definitely saw him like kind of he's become more reclusive and bad, good, indifferent. I'm not saying one thing or another, but like I saw so many people like the loneliness was like palpable, like it was, you know, a tangible thing and not to be diminished. And so in that time, I had COVID really early on, we think. Before it was, we knew what it was. Like, I was tested for everything. But then both my husband and I got it in July of 2021. And that's the one I'm talking about. Like, that feeling, it was my first thing of, like, I remember feeling like this sand sickness, you know. Like, I didn't want to get up off the couch. Like, I just was, like, blah. And, like, the mental load. Even once the virus was gone, like, that recovery of, like, I kept telling people, like, my brain doesn't work the same way. Right. You had, like, post-COVID fog. 
And it was such a bizarre thing that I was like, I think for me, that's when I knew like, okay, you have to take ownership of your physical health because so much of it is related back to your mental health. It works Mm -hmm. both ways. Like if your mental health is down for me, your physical health is. But if you're not doing anything for physical health, I'll watch my mental health kind of like go. And that's how I feel like those are so intertwined. And I think in my life, like how many times... You know, I feel like, oh, my career is like on a high, but like something else is on a low. And that's exactly what I'm going through right now. Like, I feel like I'm super dialed in, know who like my target market is. I know what I want to do with my business. And then at the other side of it, it's like, I haven't made time for myself. So when you say, I feel like you're so well balanced, I feel like I'm in like this whirlpool and there's sharks following me. And so it's like, no, I don't feel that way. But it's a thank season. you for the pat on the back. It's a season. I tell myself all the time it's when it's season. like a bad day, I'm like, this was just a season. <laughs> like, forget that you have the season every like 40 days prior to this. It's just a season. No. Um, no, I think that is two things in that statement. One, for you to say target market makes my like, marketing heart happy because I think so many times people like in their business think a healthy business is to reach everyone yeah that's not or anyone it's not healthy for anybody I hear it week after week I go to this networking meeting be like anyone who and I'm like no like just no so bravo thank you um but two I think that's how it goes like there's something about it, and it's only in those moments we can be – I think it's important for us to get, like, do you ever feel like you kind of get knocked off your high horse? Like, look at me. Things are so great. Like, I'm doing so well. And it's like there's And then somebody pulls the rug out from underneath you. Right. And, and like, it's Ooh. Kinda, that's when the sharks – and I think the sharks are purposeful because it's like, hey, it's not that some part of your life is doing poorly. It's that you need to find your harmony again. Like, you're, you're out of sync right now. Let's just kind of, like – Do you need some auto-tune while you figure it out? Like, you know, um, I think it's really important. Like, that's how I try to look at it. And maybe that's like the toxic positivity, but I'm like. No, I think fitness or health is a true journey. You know, there's more than one way to get to a destination. You may go straight straight there. Like somebody may go straight there and good for them. Girl, I'm a little bit more real. If that's you, I want to talk to you. Circles going pit stop there, whatever, ran out of gas, whatever. It's, I'll eventually get there. Right. It's a journey. Well, and for me, it's like, that sounds so cliche, but it's true. If you put it into kind of perspective like that, we can all get to California. You can take a plane and I can take a car or motorcycle and we're all going to go different ways to get there as long as we keep moving. One of the things, have you ever seen, it's, I'm going to call it a meme, but it's really a picture somebody did. And, you know, those letter boards are really important. Yes. And people put, like, the quotes. But somebody did one, and it's, like, all the letters, like, everywhere. And it's, like, that's my journey. Like, one day the letters will come together on the board, and they'll Just be not great. This day. And not at the same time. Like, it'll be a sentence, and, like, you'll understand one part. All understand. It's not the world. But it is. It's It's... It's all over the place. And I think that's really important for people, though, to understand is it's not just up and down. It circles back. It goes here. You know, if you haven't learned the lessons, at least I feel like if I – it never fails. The places where I get the rug ripped from under me are, are things that have been ripped from under me before, like a lack of me time or something. It's like yeah. you know this. You know that you're supposed to go do that. You're just choosing to look the other way. You're choosing to, and, and me time is not going grocery shopping. Me time is not <laughs> like, you know, no. I, I see that all the time. People are, and look, I love to go to Target by myself. 
And I actually spend less money when I go by myself because I'm just like walking and circling and it's fun and like people watching and that's great. But like, I don't even know what like me time is. Like, I think it looks different for everybody, but that's self-care. But like that rug gets ripped out from under me on a regular basis and probably more times than I'd like to admit. Like you think sometimes for me, that just means, in fact, I did it this week. I was like, man, you know, I've gotten a little cocky before this rug. And I'm like, this is a big growth step before this rug gets ripped out from under me. I need to schedule an appointment with my therapist. (laughs) Like, because the past two months with Christmas and having the surgery and just the new year, I'm like, I haven't seen her since like before. And like, before I feel a rug get like ripped out from under me, I need like a a catch point, like a, a measurement because what you can measure, you can manage. Like, but, um, which I actually got that from somebody that drives me bananas, but I love that phrase. What you can measure and you can manage. Yeah. That's good. And so I don't know. I think about that all the time, but it was a big step in that I caught it and I was like, because me time is honestly showing up at 9 a.m. at the therapist's office and be like, for an hour, I just need to, like, have somebody, like, hold the mirror up, which is great. But, um, but yeah, I always find the rugs ripped out from under me or things. That rug's been ripped before. And the same stuff that was under it. And the rug's <laughs> called humility. <laughs> Pump the brakes there, sister. And, the, and all the same stuff is still under the rug. And I'm like, at some point, I'm going to pick this stuff up. And instead, I go find that rug again. And I'm like, let's just cover this dust up and we'll be fine. Probably some bobby pins and, you know, all the things. But, yeah. So one of the things, I mean, like I said, you are fun to me because just in the past few years, we've talked about everything under the sun from – you know, raising teenagers and all their glory and the oh, boyfriends. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. <laughs> Just all the things. And um, and kind of maintaining those relationships, and it's just fun. I feel but like we have very deep conversations that we cannot condense into a 45-minute haircut. Like when you no. come in, I'm like, Whitney needs an hour because – we talk in the middle of all of it, and it slows like, me is, down. Is Whitney getting her hair colored? That'll add an extra two and a half. Like, we'll just book the whole day. Right? I know. I don't have Jenny here. Um, but I think that for you, if you could give, I'm going to ask you, like, random things. If you could give, you've been a single mom. You know, you obviously are in a really, like, great marriage. Um. You are a really great mom. Thank you. You're welcome. But what advice would you give to kind of the single mom out there? We're going to go back to those days because you're kind of that season is over for you, hopefully for good. Uh, Well, I'll put this out there. I was talking to somebody about this last week. I was a single mom, but I didn't really live that life as a single mom. I lived with my mom. You had a lot. I wasn't married. I had full support from my mom, my dad, my step, my stepmom my brother, his wife. So I didn't really walk that line of the single mom life like my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law did. Even my own mom after my parents got divorced. I didn't walk that line. Thank God. So when somebody asked me like, let's talk about your single mom life, that was just five years and it wasn't like the other real authentic. So I want to go ahead and disclaimer, put that out there. Well, and I think what you just highlighted is it goes back to the tribe. It goes back it's to the full group. support, right? It's and if I of, didn't have the support from my family, I, my life would not be the same. 
Yeah. It, right it wouldn't look My mental the health same. would not be the same. No, I know. It wouldn't look the same. And I think that's what it goes back to is like you, you ha- don't ever devalue the idea of community mm-hmm. and kind of whatever that looks like. And it's like, I mean, we both come from really great families, you know, as far as want to be there for us, all the things. Um, but like, if you don't have that, then, then like make it a priority to go find it, whether it be in motherhood or your just overall fitness, health, mental health, work health, career health, spiritual health, all the things community is kind of, to me at the, at the core of it all. Right. And so when we say, I feel this, I don't, I don't feel that I know. That if I didn't have the support from my family, if I didn't have the support from my girlfriends at the gym, I would not have stuck with it. I wouldn't be who I am today. And I wouldn't value community as much as I do, like as much as I do now. I feel that that drives you and that that keeps you, that just keeps you on your path. Well, I mean, you have to have the opposites to appreciate the other Um what advice would you give to somebody who's building their business? Because, I mean, you've been a solopreneur mm. since what day advice? one, girl. Come on. I think you need to figure out who you are talking to, who your target market is. Love you. And you need to establish a brand, and it's not just your pretty font and your pretty colors. Those are all parts of your brand, but a brand is supposed to, and I'm not speaking because I know all these things. I've been taught this in the last two years. A brand is supposed to attract and repel. And that's what it's supposed to do. So when I go to your website and or whoever's website and see something and I'm like, ooh, that doesn't really speak to me. Or I love this girl. She's speaking to my soul. I can see myself in her salon or in her business and I could see us doing life together or whatever. Then that's what it's supposed to do. Right. I think for any kind of like really healthy business, honestly, I think I used to apply this like when, when I kind of like envision paper bird and I look at all this, it's like, oh, every client's not my client. Like I'm not for everybody. Not for everybody. But what happens when I apply that to my life? You know, like every friend's, every person's not your friend. Like how, do you know how much simpler my life would have been had I understood that concept at like 15? Like everybody's not your people. Like everybody's not going to like you. You are, before you even develop a brand for a business, a brand of yourself and like right. you attract and you repel. And those, is repelations? Or, no. What would be like the verb? <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, Use those people words. that you repel <laughs> are like, they're being repelled for a reason. They they don't serve anything. Right. They don't, they're not, they're not going to add to the mental health. They're not going to add to the harmony of health of your life of your business of your you know spiritual life of whatever it is they're being repelled for a reason every right. person and is it's not, not your like friend rejection. it's just redirection you know right we, we get that a lot Thank from you. the church they, they give us like it is not i did not make that up myself <laughs> i totally feel that too and sometimes you know as a as a small business owner and definitely as a hairstylist and i can speak i i would get very um offended if you decided not to stay with me or you didn't want what I was giving because I I put so much of a personal twist on my business. I mean, you have to. Well, it's your baby. In this particular industry, like we're spending 45 minutes even more together, very close proximity of each other. And if all of a sudden you don't like what I do, 
How could I not take that personal? Right. I remember when I was in architecture school, we would have to give these like big, and we'd have to present our project and for critique. And they're like, Whitney, it's not personal. It's like, how is it not personal? Right. Like I have spent all nighters right. working on this project. How is it not personal? Like I've spent, you know, the last so many decades working on my business on all of this. How is it not personal? And I think the thing is, is like your business is personal to you. But when people kind of walk away from you, they're not doing it personally. It's not a reflection of who you are, which is, I think, where that distinction is. And that's in anything. I mean, I still go back to like, I really wish I understood this concept when I was 15. I wish somehow I could like drill it into my 15 year old's head right now. That you don't have to be friends with everybody. Yeah. And you don't have to carry their stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I think that's what right now, like her big thing is if her friend has a bad day, she feels like, oh, I need to fix it or I need to have a bad day too. And it's like, "Mm, no, like you can be there, but there's a difference in being there and kind of taking that on as your own, like push that away. Like, you know, like they may not listen to you in a way of doing exactly what you say, but you're telling them they can't just turn their ears off. They hear you. Oh, and yeah. one day it'll click and she'll say that's what she was talking about. One day she's going to realize that I am the smartest person in the room, even smarter than her dad. So we'll go back. What advice would I give a small business yes, owner? Yes, so what I advice? Said, um, yeah. Establish Thank your you target for market. hosting yeah, this no for a problem. second. So establish your target market. Dial back, like dial down, dial in mm-hmm. your branding. Use free social media platforms. Yes, Google I My th- Business. Yes. Amazing. And then what is it optimized to where use the yeah. use the stuff? There are words. so many what is it called? Because I'm gonna mess it up. The search engine optimization. SEO optimization. SEO. SEO. Um, there are so many things that you can do. And I tell people all the time, there is a just total if you own a small business, if you want, it's called SEM Rush. And you can pay for it. And I mean, as an agency, I pay for it, but you can go type in like your you know, I'm going to use competitors as a, there are other people doing the same thing that you do. Of course. Go look at their websites, go look and see how other people are finding them and then go to your free content and write copy around those keywords that they're using to find them. It's, it seems like a really complex thing, but it's not at all. Um, And if you don't want to do bleached out, you know, I'm going to use your industry. If you don't want to like bleach somebody out to platinum, don't use words like platinum, you know, what I'm sure there are keywords that people, when they go look for that, use. Like, just don't, you know, don't show pictures of it. Be very, and I think that's with anything, you know, if that's not what you're looking for, you don't have to speak the language, you know? Um, so, yeah, so I think that's really good advice. Okay, so what would you give, what advice would you give somebody in their physical health? I mean, I know you can tie it into mental health too, because I, I do think those two more than any two for me. And it seems like for you are mm-hmm. so, so interconnected. So what advice would you give to somebody kind of starting from ground zero or not like to find their physical health? I would definitely say find a gym that has a great culture. Culture is how people are interacting together. And if you fit in, great. I, I, I know I, I didn't fit in in certain gyms and I have in others. I know I feed off the energy of the energy in the room. I am a very outgoing person. Right. I realized when we all got sent home, 
back in 2020, how much I thrive on community, how much I thrive on the energy of people around me. So that's when I knew I needed to be around people. Absolutely. I think, yeah, and I think to recognize, like, a gym doesn't necessarily mean to. I think so many people are like, mm, I'm not really strong or I can't do that or I can't keep up or I'm not We all started fit at enough. day one. And I think that's find the community where nobody reminds you of that except yourself. Because eventually, if nobody's pointing it out to you, you'll you'll believe that you're there. Like you'll start. You'll just keep going. Um, and every place isn't the same. So yeah. So I, I end every podcast with the same question, which is where do you feel like the thin fat line is? Where is the line between the things we do in the name of health that really serve us and the things we do in the name of health that are really toxic for us? Like where's the line between those two things? I feel that things that do not serve me are comparing myself, my fitness journey, my body to somebody else. And I think I can, that all came to like that started in the dancing world for me. And cause we all think a dancer's body is supposed to look like this. But as you go through all the years, you start to criticize your own body. And then that's why whenever I got into pound, it was all kind of shapes and sizes and we were all doing it to have fun. So where do I think the line is thin and fat and blurred? I, I don't know. I think we, I think we mess it all up ourselves. Like oh, we blur it all. And I, I think it's different for rug. different people. Yeah. I think it's different for different people. So what serves me well, knowing that I have to love my body for what it has done for me. I've made two beautiful children. I'm, I have, my mom used to criticize me in a way like, like this. I would pick apart my body type. I have, you know, two bigger thighs, two skinnier arms. And she would just say, there are people who don't have legs. There are people who don't have arms. So you need to be thankful for what you do have. Because one day, like, you'll, you'll realize it one day. Of course, I was like that 12 to 15-year-old little kid. And so for me, I've, I finally realized what she was talking about, that I have to love my body for what it is, what it has done, and what it will continue to do for me. It may not look like the certain body type I want to look like, but it's carried me half marathon, plenty of 5Ks, a couple of 10Ks, like I said, having babies, doing my job as it is right now, like standing up for hours right. a day. So you just have to love yourself, even though it's not like what you want it to look like, but loving yourself for what it is, what it looks like is, is huge for me. Absolutely. I think you, you know, you mentioned how your mom would do that. I think it wasn't until maybe two years ago and I was working with um, a food therapist trying to kind of figure out like where I was on this journey of like mental health and everything. And um, there was this thing she had me do one day. And instead of like describing your body with like adjectives, you described it as like very factual things. And so I had to stand in a mirror and be like, I have hair instead of like, not even like I have brown hair, like gotcha. yeah. I have hair it keeps my head warm. Like what is, what is its intended purpose? Right. I have this. And if I got to the point that like, I said like, oh, I have a 
squishy stomach. Like you had to back up and start over again. And so you could describe everything as like a very factual thing because instead of attaching emotion to it. And I remember one day, and I've asked Audrey if I could share this story. Um, my oldest came in and she was trying on swimsuits at the beginning of the summer. She's like, I just wish I didn't have this like pouch. And like both my husband and I are like, what, what pouch? And she's like this. And it was like where your organs are. Like, where do you want to carry them? Like on your wrist? And the whole time we went to the beach and we're at a beach condo. So it's like all mirrors, right? It was like, she just kept saying it, like everything. And I was like, okay, we need to like look in the mirror. And like, I made her do the exercise. Like just what does it do? Like, what is its factual purpose? And it was like, I mean, she rolled her eyes the whole time. Of course. You know, and it, it was funny though. And her friend who was with her, who's more dramatic than my oldest, if you can even believe that, was like, Audrey, clothes are are designed to fit you, not you to fit clothes. And I was like, who are you? Like, do you really believe that at 15? Because right. I, I, need, I need that energy in my life at 38. Right. Like, what? And no, it was because just, we were all trying to like fit into the size right. beneath you laying down on the bed, zipping up your pants. And then so doing you the could... squats. You know when I do the most squats when I put on a fresh pair of watch jeans? And your watch tells you, good job. Right? And I'm like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> you know? know it. Or when like fitness trackers first came out and like I used it to like, did I have a good day or not? Did I hit my goals? And if I didn't, I can remember sitting there at bars, Legends and Lafayette, shout out, um, drinking beers and we would all be drinking them like this, trying to get like our watch to like keep kicking some more so that we would have had a good fitness day while drinking a beer because balance. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's, it's a little nutty when I think back to the things I did and how I, I measured kind of like or valued like what I felt like my health was, but it is, it's, I mean, it's good, but I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you Tons for having of fun. me. So you can follow Lindsay Nelson on Facebook at Lindsay Nelson Hairstylist, on Instagram at Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y, Nelson.hair, or www.lindsaynelsonhair.com. Do we have to say the www anymore? No, I think people understand that. Okay. Okay. W cubed dot lindsaynelsonhair.com yeah thank you so much everybody for joining us and tuning in we will talk to you next time we have some great people coming up including lauren luke um my you can follow her at my vagina hero and we just confirmed miss kylie arnold with arnold nutrition coaching so i am looking forward to talking to all those people as always make sure you're following subscribing all the things it means a lot to us if you are listening to this on Apple Podcasts, we would love for you to give us a review. It really helps us out. But subscribe wherever you are. Follow us on Facebook at ThinFatLine, Instagram at ThinFatLine, or you can follow me on TikTok at WitTalkAndress. With that, remember to find your joy and honor your body for what it does and not what it looks like. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thin Fat Line. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort, and we'll catch you in the next episode.